0: APADA acknowledges the custodians and elders past and present of the lands on which we work, practice, rehearse, perform and present across Australia. We pay respect to the cultural authority and traditions of the land. The First Peoples of this nation express their culture through music, dance and storytelling, and it is a privilege to continue a tradition of storytelling and performance in this country. We acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first Australians and traditional custodians of the lands where we live, learn and work. Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Performing Arts Teachers Association I've had a podcast for this month. It has been a wonderful opportunity to sit down and talk all things puppetry today with Noel White from Creative Play Puppets based in Melbourne but like all things available online, should you not be in the beautiful city of Melbourne. And the website is creativeplaypuppets.com.au. The wonderful thing about Noel and his team is they have such an amazing, diverse range of, of puppetry that's available, whether you be a beginner, whether you're working more to the advanced stage, and they have a great supply through schools, teachers, kindergartens, church groups, librarians reach out to them. Um, professional users of puppetry and also anyone who basically enjoys puppets and want to bring joy and that beautiful journey into their life. I love what Mel says on his website and it says happy puppeting and we hope you love our site and puppets enough to reconnect them all with your family and with your friends and no one has team source puppets from all over the world. today
1: thank you for having me
0: oh our absolute pleasure um really great to chat to you over the last couple of weeks and and you know really discover puppetry and for me it's a real passion and i know for lots of teachers out there it is is the same how did
1: you get into the business of puppets many years ago we purchased um we opened or purchased a toy shop um and we we Decided we'd move into puppets because it was a um, there were very few and far between stores that stock puppets, and that was about 15 years ago. Over time, I've developed a real love and passion for puppets, something very unique. There's um, uh, special needs children and kids just seem to have a connection with puppets where they can express their imagination um, and learn through them, um, and it's just become a real niche, fun. Enjoyable career, I suppose for me.
0: Did you do any like puppetry, like
1: at, at school or anything? Where did no, you- none at all. The only, the only fascination or the initial start with puppets came through the stores, and because we had a few toy stores, it just it just grew from there.
0: And and then from there, you've developed creative play puppets.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> quite embarrassingly. We, I set up a website as a little bit of a side hustle. It wasn't a major thing years ago, 10 years ago. And we had a, a four or a three-year-old child and my wife, the kindergarten teacher said, well, oh, your husband does toys and puppets. And my wife said, yes. And the the teacher said, would you do a show? And she said, yes, of course. And she came home and asked me and I said, not on your life. No way. <laughs> well, my, my wife be my wife, one, that argument. So two or three weeks down the track, I was booked in to do a show at Kinder with no performing knowledge, no no set play, no 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 script. So quickly I put together a script and I thought, oh well, they're only three year olds. they can't be too. I can't be too embarrassed. <laughs> and I went and I, I I introduced five or six different puppets and I thought, oh, all right, well we'll do um, old McDonald. So I sang that with the worst singing voice in the history of the world. Anyway, two weeks later, I got a phone call from another kinder and the lady said to me, I hear you do puppet shows. I said, no, I do not do puppet shows. (laughs) She said, said, "Um, no, no, I've spoken to the kinder and they said it was fantastic. I said, well, I don't know about that. And She said, I said, look, thank you, but no, thank you. And she said, you know, we pay. I said, what? Pay? (laughs) And she said, "Yes, incursions get paid." I said, "Oh, as a matter of interest, how much?" And she said, "Oh, between three and four hundred dollars." I said, "What? Okay, next week, no problem." <laughs> so, so from there, I, I went and did a few, maybe a dozen or so, and that's where it really we then we then got into some um, uh, personal development days and went and did some um, displays and sold puppets and and creative play puppets. Just grew from there.
0: Amazing, amazing. And I know you've been in the puppet business for a long, long time now and um, and supply lots and lots of different schools and educators, and I know you've spoken at libraries as well, and and your knowledge has just grown from this passion, which is amazing. The other thing that I um, became very aware of is that you source your puppets from all over the world, so um, really targeting either specific things, and you're a global Traveller, tell us a little bit about this global puppetry.
1: Well, I have chased puppets all around the world. When we started, we pretty much had one supplier and I knew that if anything, one or two suppliers, and I knew that if anything happened to those suppliers, we were going to be in trouble with supply. So I took off around the world. I went to San Diego, San Francisco, um, the big German toy fair, Thailand, all looking for different puppets. Um, but once I got to Europe and and Germany, in particular where the big toy fair is held, I was staggered with the the way puppets are perceived or used in European culture. Puppets are very very big overseas. We have next to no culture of puppets here. Um, so you, you the the German toy fair is probably uh, twenty or thirty times as big as Jeff shed, and it's I think it's seventy kilometers if you walk up and down each aisle, but there were probably um, 40 or 30 or 40 exhibitors with puppets. So that was, a, we were able to, to start to source and look at different styles of puppets. Um, it, was quite, it was quite an eye-opener because we just have nothing here. So we, I found a, um, a company out of New York that does a Muppet-style puppet. It's called a Silly Puppet, and it has a movable mouth, movable hands, and that's where we really started to grow because teachers and educators, libraries, churches, they wanted those semi-ventriloquist dolls. Um, that was just amazing to go to that show. And I've been back twice over the – three times over the 15 years to to look for different things. We found a, um, a, a UK company and they have a wonderful, wonderful range of puppets as well. So they're two of our biggest suppliers. We chase a few through Germany. Um, and then just some boutique ones from here and there.
0: Wow. And, and, and what's, what's, what's your criteria? What are you looking for when you're puppet shopping?
1: Anything, because there's <laughs> no puppets in Australia. Puppet craft, ventriloquism. Um, there's a couple of risque puppets in America at the moment. One in particular is called Jeffy, and every kid that walks into the shop looks up at the puppets and screams out, Jeffy, and they're an older child, an older, a suitable for an older child. But he's a bit naughty. He shoves a pencil up his nose and picks his ear and things like <laughs> that. So he, um, but we haven't been able, haven't been able to source the exact one. But we're able to replicate that through the ones that we have. Um, it's just basically to anything that can grow our portfolio of puppets is what we're after.
0: Oh wow! Um, I know you've got a couple of global stories where you've turned up to speak to supply and uh, you know really work through different types of puppets they have tell us a little bit about
1: that just a couple of quick stories on my first on my very first trip I went to San Francisco and I, I'd spoken people had told me about this puppet store on the pier at San Francisco which was meant to be famous so I emailed this fellow and I, we had a, a dialogue on email and we'd agreed to meet and he was very interested. And in, as a gift, I was going to take him a dozen Australian animal puppets. So my trip was San Francisco then to Germany and I did to advise San Francisco. So I get there and I find my way down to the, the puppet store on the pier and he's gone to the dentist. He's completely forgotten the, the appointment. <laughs> appointment. Um, so his boss rang him and he said, I can't come back. I'm in the, I'm in the dentist chair so I left the puppets and moved on, um, but I went to I went to um, Germany, and after Germany, I went to Prague, and Prague I was looking for a, a couple of different marionettes. And in Prague, um, I, I went to a puppet show in a theatre, and it was probably the most memorable thing I've nearly ever done. The theatre was over 500 years old, and it was an old classic style theatre, wooden chairs, velvet drapes, just a small seating of probably 100, 150 people. The setting was incredible, but that they performed an opera using marionettes and, and, and different puppets. And the marionettes were probably five foot tall. So they were actually on front of blacked out human bodies. It was, it was absolutely staggering. It was just like going back in time. And you could just see how evolved puppet culture was in Europe absolutely fantastic and in the middle of the show one of the puppets picked up a cup of water and threw it out into the stage and and half a dozen people got wet and some were saturated but you you completely forgot that they were people performing you could you just watch the marionettes as though they were they'd come to life how many different types of puppets are out there um there's a heck of a lot. Um, we, we start with very, very small finger puppets. Um, you know and even in your finger puppets, every animal can be done in a finger puppet. You've cats, dogs, unicorns. There's even puppets that you just put the feet on your on your fingers and walk along like you create a puppet. Puppets that you put your fingers in the back of the legs and walk them along like a um, like a walking animal or person. marionettes, string puppets. Um, cone puppets, finger, hand, um, ventriloquist dolls—the the list is endless. But glove puppets, but in Australia we just don't have those—that range.
0: No, and then we move to those large-scale marionettes, where hmm. the the mechanics and the operation, and the, I mean the people on the ground that are operating them, look completely dwarfed.
1: Um, when I went. to Sorry. Mind mind blowing. Yes. Please. Absolutely. When I went to Prague, I, I was walking through the, the streets and and you see people nearly busking with puppets. And I vividly remember one had a horse and and the horse, he was making the horse run and move. And you couldn't even imagine that there were strings attached to it. And as I walked, I found this marionette store. And the marionette store had some incredible puppets like skeletons and horses and dragons. And the horse that the fellow was performing within the street would have been 10000 Australian dollars.
0: Wow.
1: And the work, the work that would have gone into that puppet would have been astronomical. I would say months of months to make that. Um, I also have bought a puppet home and I, I love. And it's a um, It's a jester. And he's got the beautiful clothes, all velvet and the hat, but he has eyes. So there's probably six to eight strings that are movable. And he has eyes that move from side to side and a tongue that darts in and out. And even he was six or seven hundred dollars. But I have um I have teenage boys and and two or three of my middle son's friends refuse to be in the room with the puppet. It <laughs> absolutely freaks them out. And it's been quite often I've come home. And this fellow's moved the puppet to another room because he won't sleep <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> that might
0: be due to do something with the content they watch in those uh, those movies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Probably.
0: <laughs> oh wow! Absolutely amazing. It. Um. I don't think. And it's really, really. You know, as you say, the the puppetry and the, the depth of um, the culture of puppetry in overseas is just uh, uh, amazing and. Um, in australia we're probably a little bit behind in regards to that understanding and that depth of culture and hence you know there's great benefits for um, puppet play and you know creative play and imagination um children of all abilities um can work and and develop and and i see puppetry is really important as part of you know development um as you said you started you know with 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 kinder and and it progresses from there what are your thoughts
1: about the benefits of puppet play for kids look there's many many outtakes and um benefits that can be used with puppets i suppose in the schoolroom, I, I suppose the buzzword or the the key outtake at the minute is social and emotional well-being um very important that we look after kids emotional side as much as the intellectual side And I need to stress here, I'm not an an educator. I'm simply a fellow that has a passion for puppets. But over the years, I've spoken to many, many teachers and and they've rung and spoken about the needs and how puppets fill a void um, and how puppets help those special needs and children that just need something else to help them to connect. Um, I mean, there's many, many outtakes. Um, English is a second language. Um, Teachers tell me that kids need to... Um, they need to be able to speak clearly uh, and uh, they use puppets to help them um, voice their words. Um, a couple of teachers I, who are friends that I spoke to have said that they, they'll often give a child a puppet and the puppet will help with the mouth movement that will help them learn, you, you know, how they sound with their own mouth and things like that. Um, th- there's a lot of things that have gone disappeared over years in curriculum and there seems to be a bit of a uh, we're regressing back to um, old-fashioned play um getting children to use their imaginations i mean children don't even know nursery rhymes anymore and and that's something that's disappearing Um, we have numerous puppet sets that tell nursery rhymes and teachers we often get comments that they need that to help them teach nursery rhymes and it's just a basic simple learning step um, uh, the oral language, the retelling of stories in sequence. And I believe that's part of the curriculum starting with, you know, once upon a time and moving through in sequen- sequential order um, and puppets help do that with the steps through the stories. Um, a couple of teachers have talked about explicit teaching through language skills. So again, they're, they're taking the, using the puppet to specifically teach kids how to, to speak one one story i had from a teacher was that she had a selective mute child um and just w- refused to speak and they were able to get the child to speak through a puppet so the child had a puppet as their aid of course not paid <laughs> but the, the, the child was actually able to open up and talk through the puppet oh that is beautiful yeah and it's just those those unique, very small percentage of kids that just need that assistance. And that's where puppets come in handy. The other thing, of course, is gross and fine motor skills. Um, You know, larger puppets, moving your arm, your shoulder, your head, things like that for your gross skills. But the fine motor skills, little finger puppets on the finger, twisting in and out, curling your finger, making the puppet move. That's where the the benefit of puppets is. So lots and lots of things in the curriculum and lots of benefits kids that need
0: it i i um uh, the the first time i personally came across creative play puppets is um my niece who is right into musical theater and storytelling and writing her own scripts and stories and and she's in primary school and um of course one of the things under the magic christmas tree was um one of your puppets and and from there i've i've gone away and been desperate to meet you and have a chat to you since this squeal of unwrapping on Christmas morning yeah. and um, everything else was forgotten. It was all about her um, her first, um, which I think she will have with her for her whole life, her animated face. And as I've watched her progress and work with her um, ventriloquist in, in particular is what she's interested in, just the oh the movement of the head and the synchronizing and what story we're telling and and just to watch her go through that process and just be completely animated with her own stories and of course we get shows quite often in our household it's um it, it it's her storytelling and her script writing for her and and her understanding the manipulation as you were saying with the how to work with this puppet and how them to work together as she's discovering that path it's really
1: beautiful the the, the simple if you strip it all back, it's the beauty of imagination. The
0: absolutely. Fact that they,
1: and, and I think I'm a very anti-screen person. I just think children are far too often on their screens, and adults for that matter. But the ability to, to write scripts, to imagine, and, and the other thing is it's absolutely intergenerational. You can have a five-year-old child and a 90-year-old great-grandmother that can all play the same game. You know, grandma can have a puppet and the, the mum and the dad or uncles, aunts, and, and you can really bring everybody together through puppet play. It's It's got something, I mean, it, it's magic to me because it's it's something that connects people and I think we're in big strife as society without connection.
0: Oh, most definitely, and it gives, gives another avenue. And I, I do find, like you were saying, you know, the way it, it helps tell stories, it, it um Stimulates creativity and when you see a, a, a child who might not have as much confidence or, um, you know, feeling like they can really come into that classroom dynamic it builds that inclusiveness it builds that confidence and um, the broad range of puppetry yep. have, and, and what children have to choose from is, is incredible. I know in the business and and um, of puppetry for you yourself and you know it started for you as a passion, um, but you work with professionals as well. Where someone needs a, a custom puppet or um, or um, you know looking for something in particular, and and you seem to be the go to for that.
1: Yes, sadly with COVID, that's that's become very difficult. We've done a lot of we've done some customization overseas. The problem we have is when you manufacture overseas, you have to be feet on the ground. And I had somebody there that was able to, um, to quality control the whole way. Um, with COVID we've, we've had no one, we haven't had the ability to do that, but in the past we have done that characters for books. Prototypes are very expensive to make as a one-off, but when you get into bulk production, they are absolutely uh, doable. Um, yeah, COVID sadly stitched us up on that front, but we certainly hope to to restart that. But the world is a crazy place at the minute. We um <laughs> we're not sure how that's going to progress over time.
0: And it is exactly that. It is going to take time. And I think a lot of us feel very much in that same seat that you know the past two years has presented a number of challenges that we've all worked through, um, and how that reconnection and, and whatnot um happens as as well. And and with the making of the puppet it's um the intricacies i don't think sometimes people understand the intricacies of of the dynamic and the operations to move that puppet or to um you know what what string needs to be delicately attached to what to tell that story and the years of practice that people put in to master this whether that be from a design and build side or whether that be from a performance side
1: yeah you you. you... You look at an animal and go, oh, that's easy. We'll take the stuffing out of the stuffed toy, put the hand in, and there's our puppet. And you do that and the neck falls straight down or the legs don't move or the wings don't flap. You know, it is quite intricate in the way some of them are made. I think people's basic perceptions out there, not so much educators, but the general public, a puppet is a sock with two eyes on it, you know. <laughs> but, but there is some serious, serious design and manufacture goes into them to get them to work
0: oh my goodness who do we have here i know everyone can't see this but uh, Noel has this, this is just a gorgeous boy on his hand
1: this is one of my friends so this is a living puppet and the living puppets have the ability to to and as oh. you can see you can manipulate the mouth to to smile frown and then all of a sudden we can put our hands into the glove so <laughs> ruby so we've we were able to manipulate and, and nearly gesticulate smiles frowns covering the eyes and the detail in this puppet is absolutely beautiful you know you know finger in the mouth be pensive shy curious all the all all the
0: emotions
1: as you can see the work that's involved is is you know and this is a soft mouth puppet where you can really manipulate you can actually create emotions through that puppet and i've had you know psychologists and speech therapists that use these this is a premium top end puppet but absolutely beautiful in the way that they can function and there's many many different characters dark skin light skin mid-skin boys girls occupations and they're, they're actually made in Mauritius but they come out of Germany um one of the best puppets when I found these puppets on my travels I was absolutely gobsmacked um I really wish I had a, a way of showing hundreds and hundreds of them in one go because they are remarkable
0: Oh, wow. Absolutely. Well, I think I was saying to you before, Noel, down the track, we'd love to have you back to do some demonstration. Um, it would be, you know, just wonderful to share that opportunity. Um, Favourite performances. It's interesting we see, I was at, at a show last year with um, um, full of parents and children and teachers, and they're all there to see Bluey. So puppetry is there in some. Shape or form. It's a different kind of of show. It's about the character and the animation, um, but I think it also does a lot in regards to those types of works in performance through to what we see in in Europe.
1: Look, it, go back to Sesame Street and the way they educate and teach and the success. I think that's now fifty years and and still going. Um, there's a place in all different entertainment fields for puppetry. Yes. Um, and you know, I've seen different shows and you know, I heard of a fellow that actually uses the living puppets that I just played with then and he signed a show in Vegas for multi, multi millions of dollars. Wow. Yeah. So whether it's commercial on television or stage shows, if you're good at it, Lordy B, there's um there's a a great career for you. And it's so niche. There's, you know, everybody goes and sings and dances on, on a talent show, but very few people use puppets. Um, and there was that young girl, Darcy Lynn, that won America's Got Talent. Well, she was the best thing that ever happened to me because everybody wanted a puppet oh, once she won that show.
0: Oh, of course. Absolutely. It it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you today, Noel, and we are very grateful for your time and we look forward to further connections with you down the track. And I just want to say to everybody out there listening, please reach out to Noel and his team, creativeplaypuppets.com.au. The broadness that is available whether you are a beginner whether you're looking for something more advanced I don't think it matters what occupation is it might be education that you're focused in it might be health and well-being but there is something certainly there for everybody and we just can't thank you enough for your time this morning and we look to learn more from you
1: it's been an absolute pleasure Um, as I said pre-recording I'm just a humble fellow that that love, has a passion for puppets, but I have talked to a lot of teachers and educators, speech pathologists, churches, libraries over the years. And, you know, I've, I've garnered a, a bit of information and knowledge on puppets, um, but it's just such a wonderful connecting um, product and item. And I just think there's so many benefits in life and life skills by puppet play. Um, thank you very much for having me. Um I hope, Your listeners and followers and members have have learned something, Um, but it's been a pleasure and I thank you for your time.
0: Thank you so much, Noel. It has been great to speak to you.